There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Welcome to What? That old queen? A candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, the views here are purely those of the content providers and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, please let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> old queens. Um, have you seen any of the queens which are? On Drag Race UK because I thought they might be in might be on a similar circuit to you. Um, so I know some of the ones that are on the other TV show called Drag SOS. Yeah, Drag SOS. Yeah, is on yeah. Channel Four. Yeah. yeah. So Cheddar Gorgeous, I know Cheddar Gorgeous. Yeah, but you're not really into Drag Race, no, at all. Why not? Something about the fact that they always present Immaculate is just boring to me. Yeah, I mean, I think there's different styles. I think the American one is probably dictated by... They have lots of kind of pageants, don't they? So yeah. they have lots of drag queens that, and the look is everything. Yeah. The British one will be interesting because drag over here is kind of all about performance. And I've I've worked with, like... The Blue Lips, which had a drag commune like in the 60s and 70s and have hung out with them now and they're all like in their 70s and 80s and they're just like really inspiring because they just presented themselves really like quite shambolically. Right. Like just like turning up in all sorts of trash. Mm. And I can get behind that. I loved Kenny Everett when I was a kid. Yeah. And um, that's really trashy. Yeah. And that... 
that was just so funny to me. Mm. And also bending those gender stereotypes on mainstream TV mm. uh, in a time when you wouldn't really do that. But there's been a huge tradition of that in this country anyway, of comedians dressing as women. Mm. and You know, it, it's like a theatrical tradition. I, I like it when there is some kind of art form to it and <clears throat> they do something. It's not just about looking pretty. Mm. There is some kind of concept to it and there's concept to a performance. Mm. I want them to present something that I think about or laugh about or and it's slightly more thought-provoking. But you'd, you've got a drag persona, haven't you? Yeah. So she is called Annette Curtin. And actually, because I've made her so located in my neighbourhood, Old Market, mm. she doesn't really translate that well outside of that. <laughs> I mean, like, she's a nosy neighbour with a difference, so you kind of perceive that she's, like, being quite judgmental over other people. But actually, what... She's got kind of a deep sense of community. And because Old Market is a place that's really changing culturally, her, like, major concern is, like, where are these kind of other characters? Mm -hmm. Where are they going to go? Because everything's becoming, like... um, Gentrified. Gentrified and kind of, like, bland and beige, really. Yeah. Um, And so she's a big supporter of, like, the other. The other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I played a cross-dressing uh, sex shop owner in a film once. Where I used to, I had to drag up a lot. Mm. In fact, there was a montage where I think I had to wear fifteen different outfits in the afternoon. And I think that's what amazes me about some of these drag queens because it's not just about dressing up as a woman; it's about doing the makeup and the hair, and mm. the, but also then performing on top of that and dancing and and it's. Yeah, it, I think uh, some of them are amazingly talented and mm. it's, it's quite phenomenal, all the stuff that they have to do for their art, as it were. Yeah, but the makeup is like an art in itself. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, is an art in it. I mean, I I had a makeup artist who mm. did all my stuff. I can't do it myself. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think my hands are steady enough. A bit. And I did do this one thing where I was asked to perform in a festival and it was right at the end of the festival and quite often with these kind of festivals I I leave before it's at it's, it's the end of the festival mm. but this festival I stayed until the kind of the last closing hours and so how the festival was en- ended was I think there was a pack of about 15 of us all dragged up as as kind of drag artists some of the people had never done drag before and we just went onto the festival site and all found different locations within the site and all just found places to situate ourselves and just to cry. <laughs> like, we just cried oh, wow. everywhere. Like, we just walked around crying and we wouldn't engage with people. In terms of talking, we would just cry at them. And that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> what was the premise behind like, that, then? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't my idea. It it came from a kind of conceptual art point of view, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, I felt like maybe it was the last foray in terms of a festival. Yeah. In the last hours, sort of the thing, end of the and party. there was all these kind of tragic queens yeah. arriving. Felt very tragic. <laughs> 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 
we talked about dating before. Or actually, I think we ended up talking about relationships. Places you go on a date. What What do you think is a good place to go on a first date with someone? Well, I quite like to go into the old market um, tavern because it's Ooh. literally opposite my house. So, <laughs> like, if it goes well, then there's not far to go to come back. Yeah. Also, if it doesn't go well, then it's also quite quick to the escape. <laughs> still not far to come back and it's got lots of little nooks and crannies that you can hide away and be kind of secluded from everyone else but it's quite cozy little pub yeah it's a cozy little pub Mm. although i i don't know i'm not sure about going to a gay bar for a date but the old market tavern well it is a gay bar but it's not like just a gay bar no yeah i'm not sure i'd want competition on a first date yeah, I normally take them to a darkened room somewhere, <laughs> which also works. Is there room for dating in this um, day and age? I Well, yes, I think there is. I don't tend to go on that many dates. I don't really know why, but I just don't. I haven't really recently. I don't think I've been on a date um, in ages. Although there was that chicken high tea that I went on. It was like a high tea, but everything was chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But like a cream tea. Like a cream tea, but everything was a sort of variation of the chicken. Like what? Like Like a chicken sandwich, like a chicken drumstick, like... It was all chicken. Nugget. Chicken nugget. Yeah. Oh, wow. And what did you drink? Chicken? And no, there was a cocktail as well as part of the, the Groupon offer. (laughs) <laughs> it was a Groupon offer. Yeah. Was this in KFC? <laughs> it was in Clifton, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was probably chicken a high tea. And did you have to date a chicken? No. Or did you go in a chicken outfit? I went with the person I was dating, but that wasn't a first date. No. Yeah. No. See, we're talking about first dates. What do you think about unusual first dates? If, like, if you were. Like you go and do an activity rather than sit in a cafe or a bar or restaurant. Um, so I went on a date with the person that I went out with for five years. And I very clearly remember that date because it was a beautiful location. Mm. So we went to the South Bank and then oh, yeah, um, we sat outside the BFI and we drank like two bottles of wine, I think. Mm. And then we crossed over the bridge and actually, on that bridge, we took photos of each other. Oh, so it was. So it felt like we were really marking that as a date. Yeah. No, I mean, I love the South Bank. It's one yeah. of my favourite parts of London, and I always kind of head there whenever I'm up there. Yeah. And it is really romantic down there, especially on like a summer's evening. Mm. Or what's the furthest you've ever been for a date? I can't think really. I didn't. I mean, I didn't travel that far because. For that date, because I was already in London, staying at Brixton, mm. I'd met them the night before at Ducky, so oh, wow. it wasn't mm. it wasn't about travelling. I've been to Barcelona. <laughs> I wonder why you asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> so as you could say, I've been to Barcelona, which is was very nice, uh, <laughs> but it's a bit. But far did you to know go. them before? We chat. I've been chatting to them for a couple of years mm. online, 
And I just suddenly thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go to Barcelona. Mm. I didn't tell them I was coming. I just kind of booked a hotel and went there. Mm. And then when I was there, I just messaged them and said, I'm in Barcelona. And then we met up and had a very nice time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would say that's quite impressive. Well, desperate times call for desperate measures, Tom, sometimes. (laughs) Talking of first dates, um, would you bring... Any kind of kinkiness into the first date scenario? <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past. Um, I mean, the reason why I'm asking is because obviously I can segue into our yeah uh, into our feature <laughs> kinky blink. So I've got one which is a rusty trombone, which I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared of uh, on it, a, it, in a on first, a first date, date scenario. No. Okay. What what happens with a rusty trombone? So a rusty trombone is um, when you are rimming someone and you reach around and you wank them off at the same time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, to... that's first date material in my book. Well, it is almost like... I can vouch for this because it's... It, it, I would imagine it is almost like playing a trombone because I used to play the trombone myself. <laughs> so I'm probably quite good at that. Although I might be a bit rusty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's rusty. <laughs> well, maybe because it's slightly cack-handed. Okay. Um, well, it depends how big your arms are. I've yeah. got very long arms. Yes. Well, me too. <laughs> so, yeah, rusty trombone. I'm just thinking, there's, there is another brass instrument mm. which comes into the... To this you, section. Comes into this section. I mean, we could have a whole orchestra, I think. <laughs> it's called a French horn. Uh, and it's the act of fellatio on a man, classically of French origin, but I'm sure it doesn't matter, uh, while simultaneously inserting one ha- one's hand into their anus. That's too much for a first date for me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, fashion. I think you might be right. I mean, I might blow a horn mm. for a first date, but yeah, French horn... Uh, I did date a friend. I think every every situation is different, and I wouldn't want to. Um, I wouldn't want to dictate what would happen on a first date. Do you think you should be upfront about your kinky side when you when you're meeting someone? No, because it's not actually that important to me. No, really, and I wouldn't describe myself as a particularly kinky person. No, but I think if if one. But I am very open-minded. Yeah, if you had a particular fetish that you'd like to pursue, yes. do you think one would would kind of bring it up? Well, people do. Yeah. I just don't have a particular fetish that I need to be fulfilled. No. But yeah, I do. Yeah, I think some, some people are very upfront about their little kinky side, aren't they? And they that's all they want to do, whereas... I think it's like go with the flow and let's be open. Yeah, and, and see what happens. And, and and each encounter should feel different with the people that are present because I think like otherwise you're just replicating something that you know has worked the last time. Yeah. Why don't you just like mix it up? Yeah. And when you say the people who are present, are you dating more than one person on this? <laughs> well, I'm just imagining that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that wrong? You know, you go on a first date with someone and you've invited someone else along. Uh, Would that put you off if if that suddenly happened? It would, if I didn't know that. Yeah. But 
But if I knew it, I'd be interested to come and see what happens. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it keeps the conversation going at yeah. least, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, with an extra person there. Um, okay, we're going to take a little break there and we'll be back can after. Can we open the bottle of wine now? The, we can open the bottle of wine now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so I've got we've got our regular um, feature inspired by Share called Snack Out of It. All sponsorship options are available for anyone who would like to sponsor this feature. This week's snacks are not as unusual as previous episodes. Okay, I'm actually more hungry than previous episodes. <laughs> so these are hippies. And these are organic chickpea puffs. Sound beautiful. I love a puff. Uh, and these are sweet and smoking. I don't know if you're going to like these because you're not a fan of the barbecue, are you? Mm, it's not my favourite flavouring. No. Anyway, these are high in protein, apparently. Brilliant. Vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, high in fibre, uh, a good source of protein and no MSG. What does that stand for, MSG? Monosodium glutamate. Mm. I'm so, imagining a bit like a cheese puff. Well, I, yeah, I think they're a bit like Watsits. They look a bit like Watsits. Yeah, they're a Watsit, but less flavouring. Hmm. I want them to taste like cheese, really. I have got loads of cheese from my Ocado delivery. Have you? If you want to sprinkle some on. Uh, I'm not sure where to go with this. Would you rather have these than the crickets? No, I quite like the crickets. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might have to revisit insect-based snacks. I want the crickets. I want to try the crickets without the barbecue flavouring. Oh, I've been looking. There's those different flavours. Okay. So, yeah, maybe we'll try a different flavour. These don't taste particularly barbecue-y to me. No, they don't really taste of anything. See, I'm a big fan of... We're managing um, to get through them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Marks and Spencer's. Cheesy Puffs. What are they called? Are they called Cheesy Puffs? They are called Cheesy Puffs. Which I think is a far superior what's it than a what's it. Oh, I've noticed the fruit flies have got... Well, there's still one here, but... I did try your technique of mm. cider vinegar, lemon juice and... Balsamic vinegar? No, what was it? Apple cider vinegar, <laughs> honey. Honey, and, yeah. Um, washing up liquid. Did it work? Yeah, it did work a little bit. Mm. It does work. Uh, mm. I've, I've had, like... I've, I've got a beautiful butterfly in my flat and I can't catch it to get, get it out. I feel quite sad about that. Did it, was it a butterfly f- that you picked up from Grinder? <laughs> I'd love a Grinder app for insects. <laughs> what, that could just come and live in your house? Are you going to go on an insect date? <laughs> like with a prey mantis? Yeah. Uh, I've actually got a wasp costume. Have you? Should the occasion arise. Well, that's more of a kink. Yeah, probably. Is it a furry wasp? 
That's always yeah, a... Yeah, it's furry. It's yeah. furry. That's more of a B. Mm. You sure it's... Uh, well, uh, yes, because, well, there's been a lot of debate around this issue. I like to wear it with a cinched-in belt because I ha- I, I'm lucky enough to have a, a small waist. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I'd, I like to correct people by saying that I am a wasp. I actually really like wasps. Like, mm. I think they're probably a pest, but visually I think they look great. I did wonder what part of the food chain they are. Because uh, I was thinking, well, what do they do? They don't seem to, like, pollinate flowers or plants and things like that. Oh, I think they do. Well, they do, yeah. they Apparently, you don't get figs unless the wasp goes in. And I like figs. Yeah. What and, about dates? And then, I bet they're partial to, like, to... They might be part of the date... Dating thing. Incarnation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, apparently figs, which are an aphrodisiac, along with oysters. I mean, uh, eating a fig can be a very erotic experience. Mm. If it's the ripe one. Mm. Which kind of brings me on. We're talking about dates and figs. Mm. We, I have a couple of questions for us. Mm. Um, You're very good at moving things along today. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Especially just have another off, hippie. Off, off the... Yeah. I wonder if they do other flavours. I just picked that up in the grocery store as well. The, the Sainsbury's in town seems to have weird and wonderful snacks. Because I got the crickets from there as well. It's almost like they know that we're coming. But they must Or that you coming. But they know that I'm, I'm not coming. doing anything. <laughs> Um, oh, I know what it was. Now, this isn't really a quite Well, it is a question. If I was shrunk to two inches tall and then put inside your sock, what would you do? Now, that it's not really a question. It's what somebody asked me. It was their opener on Grinder the other day. I see that you opened the app. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, really know how to reply to that. So, can you repeat it? If I was shrunk to two inches tall, then put inside your sock, what would you do? Well, I probably wouldn't notice you for quite some time. I would just be like, I'm feeling quite uncomfortable walking, <laughs> but I can't put my finger on. I said, Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I said I'd squash you with my foot when I put my sock on because my eyesight's not that great. So... How did they respond to that? Um, they said, well, I'd have to get your attention then. It's a bit of a weird opener, isn't it, on Grinder to ask you that? I like it. Do you? I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Shows imagination. Mm, I think it's one of those generic questions that kind of people ask. They've got it Do, from a book. Are you suspecting that it's not actually a real person that's a generated like, because you get those on grind, oh, don't you? God, do I. I think because I'm of a certain age, mm. I instantly get hit all the time by guys who are um, in, uh, who are American soldiers who are stationed in Afghanistan or Syria and looking for true love. I'm like, this is grinder love. You know, you're on the wrong, <laughs> you're on the wrong dating app for this. And also, and just, I'm tiny and I'm stuck in your shit. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I do. I do have some other questions for us, other than a weird question that I had on Grinder. They weren't responding to the call out, were they? 
The call-out, what do you mean? Well, I'm presuming we have a call-out where people can actually yes. put their questions. No. they were. That was just a That was just, that was just your, a random one, yeah. which I just thought I'd throw in there, because, mm. you know, you, you like that question, whereas I'm like, oh, I'm not sure, I don't know what to say. Yeah, to no, you should have forwarded it. <laughs> should have done. <laughs> um, but I have some more. Dear old queens, I'm dating a guy that I found out has a Prince Albert, but I'm a bit overwhelmed as to how to navigate it. What do you recommend? And that's from Not So Amused Vic from Kemptown. So that just means they have a piercing. They or have, no. They have a pierced dick. Yeah. So like a Prince Albert. But they are, this person obviously hasn't slept with someone with a Prince Albert before and they don't know what to do with it. Um, so this historically means that Prince Albert had a pierced dick. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the one that slept with loads of sex workers in Victorian England. Is that right? But, but he was married to our gracious Queen Victoria. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. So th- that was their son, wasn't it? That was accused of being Jack the Ripper. Uh, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I don't want to get into that. You know, there might be some legal ramifications. Yeah, if he's listening. Yeah. And you know, the royal family are 12 foot lizards that eat babies. So I don't, I don't really want to be on their platter. No. Although I'm not a baby. Um, yeah, scrap that. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, have you ever dated anyone with a Prince Albert? No. I know people that have them. Well, I think we all do, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all have Prince Alberts. <laughs> no, I think we all know people. Hmm. I imagine if you've got a Prince Albert, you're more of on the receiving end. Like you're more of a bottom than a top. Oh, or, I hadn't thought that through. I thought that maybe it meant once you enter in... Mm. There's an extra little nodule. I don't know. I can't think of it. I don't know. Yeah. We're obviously not best placed to answer this question. I, 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 don't, I mean, I'm not sure how I'd navigate it myself. Um, I mean, I would imagine that that person with the Prince Albert mm. is the best person to guide. Yes. Through that process, really. Yeah. Um, I think... What we're trying to say is you need to communicate with your partner a yeah. bit more. I love that font. Your font is so big. Because <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses. No, my font is big too. It's literally but one... I'm wearing glasses. One word of screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of scrolling. Yeah, it's, a lot, it's a lot of scrolling. Um, uh, I have another. I'm a pup and boy do I love my daddy. But some of his terminology and language is a bit old-fashioned. You, old queen, seem pretty hip and down with it. Thank you very much. Yeah. How can I make my daddy as lively with his lingo as you? And that's from Pig Male Leon in a dungeon somewhere in Surrey. You're looking at me now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I... I, I want to know what the issue with the lingo is. Yeah, well, reading between the lines, he probably is... Maybe he's racist, anti-women, 
anti-trans. Like, mm. that's what I got from that. But maybe I'm just reckon? imagining too much. Or is it is it that he's just... He doesn't know what a French horn is. Well, we have a whole glossary of terms that we could yeah. open it up to. Well, yeah. But is that what he wants? I don't know. It's un- Because these are old words. I mean, when you think about, like, gay slang, we think about Polari, which was an old language that isn't used anymore because it doesn't have to be because it's all integrated. But we, But the English language has taken so many of those words mm. and claimed them and claim them. them yeah i quite like the idea of having a secret language me too i mean what do you i think it's great that we're integrated and open in our country i know it in other countries you're not so fortunate to be that way um but do you think gay culture has kind of suffered a little bit because it's kind of been homogenized. Uh, homogenized, yeah, into heterosexual society. I do, yeah, and I feel like that's a shame. And I do a lot of interviews with older people, and they feel like there was much more excitement around the secrecy of everything. Mm. Um, but that's that's what progress is, really. Yeah, and I think it's as long as we still keep some parts of our culture. Just for us, then... What does that look like for you, though? I don't know. I mean, I guess lots of kind of religions and other cultures are integrated into society, but they're also allowed to have their own culture, whereas I think think we should be the same. We shouldn't just be heteronormative about being gay. Mm. I think uh, we should um, celebrate our differences as well as what's... What's similar between us? Yes. Well, I concur. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> well, so, what's the answer to the question? What's that, the answer oh, to the question? Oh, oh. What, what, what? How? How can we make his partner's language feel more cur- current? Well, I think if you you say, "Boy, do you love your daddy?" Then I think you should just be a bit more accepting of of who he is. Yeah. But if the, yeah, if there are attitudes which need to be challenged and you know confronted in some way, I think you you can do that or have that discussion rather than it being an argument. Hmm. I think it's about like if it is around that, then it's about showing that lived experience of different experiences. Hmm. So I think the way that people drop negative viewpoints of other people's differences is Mm. by actually taking a walk in their shoes yeah and so if that person was able to introduce his partner to other people who have different lived experiences outside of his own Mm. then that might be a step in the right direction yes i think tales of the city the recent series did Mm. a very good scene on this where they had a dinner party Mm. And um, there were some older gays there, yes. which had which were describing um, trans people as yeah. trannies, and yeah. and then the younger yeah, guy well, was d- defending that. Yeah. But they did it really well because there wasn't any, no one came out as the victor or right or wrong with that because you could see both sides of the argument in some respects. In some respects, yeah, but also those older 
queens were portrayed as being quite um, image-centred kind of gays that we kind of know and not necessarily love. Yeah, and I I think, yeah, it's very much an old-school attitude on the gay scene. That whole kind of... I mean, we all love a bitch, but in a fun way. Whereas I think that whole bitchiness about people and being quite negative about them is very old school and, mm. and kind of doesn't really... It's so last century, it doesn't really have any place in mm. the gay world these days. Uh, so maybe that's what he's talking about. What's interesting, the um, Tales of the City, though, in terms of the way that it like managed to have those very different perspectives. I thought it brought together the two worlds quite nicely, bringing it up to date, but also with a nod to the old school. Mm. I I absolutely loved it. Mm, I thought it was great. Yeah. Dear old queens, I love my boyfriend, but his fashion sense leaves a lot to be desired. While I'm not expecting him to dress like a runway model, I would like a step up from slob. That's a bit harsh. How can I encourage him to take pride in his appearance without hurting his feelings? And that's from I wouldn't touch Primark with yours in Lewisham. Oh, I don't know about this one. Well, I've got opinions about this one. Have you? Go on. I don't like the way he signed it off being like, I wouldn't touch Primark with yours. Yeah. I think that attitude is leaving a lot to be desired. Yeah, I don't know. Not that I'm defending Primark as a brilliant place, but like... It denotes a certain idea of snobbery around clothing. Mm -hmm. I think that people should be able to dress exactly how they want to look. And if if you're in a committed relationship with someone, then accept them for what they look like. Yeah, exactly. Although... (laughs) Carry on, yeah. (laughs) Um, There there may be certain occasions when you do need to step up to the mark, Mm. you know. But no, I agree with you. I think you should be able to dress however you want. I mean, you're you're very, you're high class chic, whereas I'm kind of scruffy bear geek. So, <laughs> but it, I I feel like this is pertinent question to me because I've often been in relationships where people try to control what I wear. Yes, and I find it, and I mean that's something joyful, really about becoming older is like you realize that you don't have to adhere to that and so i wear exactly what i want to wear yeah i don't think it should matter what you wear if you're in love with this person then you need to accept them for who they are i mean why why do you want to change people i don't get it have you got any fashion tips well today i'm wearing a sort of russian inspired sort of farm worker peasant style Mm. Garbra. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, so it's like embroidered. It's beautiful. I mean, it's quite odd, but I just, I'm drawn to I don't think it's odd. I think it's, it's different. So Christian Dior did a whole like campaign around this style of look, which mm. is like highly embroidered, but kind of, it's like sacking material as well, yeah, isn't it? So it's Hessian. Like, yeah, Hessian-y. And they sort of put the two images together of the Christian dual models and mm. and the real Russian farmers. Yeah. And there wasn't much difference, really. No. 
Just their, fa- their faces were a lot more weather-beaten. Yeah. And, um, well, the models. <laughs> yeah. I know. They look terrible these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you wear your wasp outfit, do you have the bee sting look on your lips, which you mentioned before? What was the bee sting look again? The, it was the... I can't um, remember. It was, I think it was way back in the first episode. Was it when you put on um, hemorrhoid cream... On your lips. No, that's underneath your eyes. Oh, right. <laughs> I put it anywhere. <laughs> oh, no, there's a special type of lip balm that oh, tingles. Yes. That, that Yeah, that makes you um, mm. more pouty. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not really... With that look, it's not really about the face, actually. I have a sting in the tail, which is the stiletto heel. <laughs> um, and that's my sting right. when I wear that okay. outfit. Well, I think it's. I think this question is interesting because it throws up a few things for me personally. Because I think I could be a little bit more outgoing with what I wear. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think I was when I was younger, but I think as I've got older, I've got less confident with that. Partly because I'm colour blind as well, and I only found that out recently. And I think, but I'm colour blind. But my colour blind masquerades in the fact that I'm only drawn to very bright colours. Because yes. I can distinguish them. Yes. Whereas I think I've <clears throat> I've gone another way because I, I know what blue is, so I tend to wear blue a lot. Mm. Um, so I think um, uh, if if anyone has any ideas of, uh, you know, how... Um, how you should dress. How, uh, yeah, what, how I can funk, it up, funk up my look a bit, um, I'd be happy to explore that. Uh, I do like a T-shirt. So, you know, Oscar Wilde said, be a work of art or wear a work of art. So I think you are a work of art, Tommy. And I like to wear a work of art, which ends up being some cranky T-shirt sometimes. (laughs) But, you know, I'm, I'm open to suggestion. And you can buy T-shirts on the website. You can buy... You can buy... Oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. I thought that's what you were saying it for. I was just trying to help you out. You can help us um, kind of fund our website uh, by buying a What That Old Queen T-shirt via our website. But it's not just a T-shirt, Tommy. You can get a high-fashion hoodie, (laughs) sweatshirt... Mm -hmm. Or a mug, or a sticker, or even an iPhone cover. That's what I'm after. The iPhone cover. Are there any items of clothing that you, like, have in your head that you really want that you haven't really managed to purchase yet? How do you mean? Um, So, for example, I'm really keen that I really want a pair of um, black leather dungarees. Not in a sort of clony style, but just in a industrial style mm. um, and I've never managed to find one that fits or that's in my price range well I love um, a boiler suit well I have loads but I, what I want is like a bespoke boiler suit so I want it made out of a flowery material or you know like a so it doesn't look like a boiler suit. It is a boiler suit, but it's made out of something a bit more interesting rather than just blue or orange. 
Um, or I quite like those romper suits, but I'm not sure how I... I've got a... I wear this beautiful um, corduroy boiler suit. Mm. And I bought it, and I, it's been much admired. And then I was in the same shop, and I saw one that was slightly bigger. Right. And I just thought, I'm going to buy it, because it's been much admired. Mm. And I'll just buy it for the next person that admires it. Right. Since then, nobody's admired it. <laughs> but you okay. can see it and see if you like it. Okay, yeah, because obviously I'm a bit larger. You're a bit larger than me. That's that's the thing with me. Sometimes, mm. I, I mean, I like the look of things, but I'm not that confident in wearing them because mm. I think I look a bit ridiculous at them because I'm quite wide and... That's a shame. Got a bit of a tummy. <laughs> I'd like to see you in, like, a tight vest and a <laughs> studded denim jacket. Okay, let's do that. Well, well, you can get a tight, what, that old queen vest. Has it got silver studs? No, but we mm. could embellish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, th- I think we might have come to the end of our... Um, a recording session for this oh, podcast. Oh, it's very long this time. Well, we've been at it for over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, very much for listening. We will catch you next time on What That Old Queen. Um, say goodbye, Tommy. Goodbye, Tommy. Goodbye. <laughs> See you next time. You have been listening to What That Old Queen? Starring Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. This episode was produced by Bernie Hodges for Inimitable in September 2019. To contact the Old Queens, please email at hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.